the last chapel of January 2020. I know you've been looking forward to this day with great anticipation. Hallelujah. Man, you guys are always so spread out. Yeah, I was grateful yesterday. Went to uh, um, went to uh, uh, Bren started. Um, Bren moved up here with us, and and um, and so he's we we put him into Nazarene Christian Academy and and put him in there. And so they had a pastor's appreciation. So they had all these. And they had like a chapel service and those things. And so it was good. We it was a bunch of us pastors were all in the back and like, well, yes, we get to sit on the back row, <laughs> and we don't have to do anything. <laughs> So, don't have to talk. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to make sure the sound's working right. We don't have to make sure did this person do it. It was just great. We got to just sit there, and it was great. It was, it was, it was a great time. So, so anyway, you just, you know, just long as your long as your your heart isn't distant, it's okay. I understand. So. Uh, I am I am a pastor, and so um, I, I'm going to say this. Turn your Bibles to uh, brother. Turn your Bibles to First um, Chronicles chapter eleven, and I'm excited about 2020. Hallelujah! You are a prophetic word. 2020, God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. I'm looking forward to the next time Dr. Savell's with us on uh, February 23rd. Uh, and, and he's just going to start elaborating on what, you know, on that door and uh, the sensitivity to that door. So looking forward to hearing um, the things that God has for him and things that he's going to unfold uh, throughout the rest of this year. And, um, and, and it's important for us to, to not sit back and uh, come from the standpoint or the position that he's the minister, um, Tessa. The, the music's still on in the lobby, if, or you just shut the doors, or, or someone can just shut the doors. Um, squirrel, you know, just, just squirrel, just distracted squirrel. And, and so we can get so um, in the mode of, Dr. Savelle, you do your thing, and okay, and then, okay, I'm just going to do my thing. And, and so we, we can get in that mode where... Where we um, we just we just come to we come to ministry. I don't want to say we come to work. We come to ministry, and we we do the tasks that are in front of us, and uh, without uh, without any any connection to to what's going on with him um, and where where he's at. And and I want to read a scripture to you, and we're going to see how this unfolds this morning. And ten it says verse ten of First uh, Chronicles eleven. It says. These also are the chief of the mighty men who David had, who strengthened themselves with him. Now, it's interesting that it didn't say David strengthened them. It said they strengthened themselves. You know, we, that you have a part to play in the fulfillment of what we're called to do here. And, and it's not up to Dr. Savell to always be our encourager. To encourage us with faith, or to encourage—no, it, it says they strengthened themselves with him, meaning they they took their place, understanding it was just as vital as his place. You know, David had a place. David had a position. He was the leader. He was the king, but yet they chose to strengthen themselves with him. 
in his kingdom and with all Israel to make him king according to the word of the Lord according to Israel. So this, was, this wasn't just according to David's word. This was according to God's assignment. This was according to what God had ordained. This was according to what God was willing, not just that David wanted to be king. It was what God wanted, wanted done. Verse 11, and this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. I'll, I'll save, uh, I'll let you all pronounce those names. Um, they were the chief captains. Captains. He lifted up his spear against 300 slain by him at one time. Man, that was quite a spear. Wow. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the, Oh- the Hohite, who was one of the three mighties. He was with David as Pazdamim, and there the Philistines were gathered together to battle, where was the parcel of ground full of barley, and the people fled from before the Philistines, and they set themselves. Now, it's interesting, it says the people fled, but according to these, it said they set themselves. You're, you're going to be one or two people. You're either going to choose to set yourself or you're going to choose to flee when difficult times come. So you, you have to be, are you going to be one that's going to set yourself? And I mean, I could go on and on in this, in, in this story here. We can also see the story in, in 2 Samuel chapter uh, 22. It call, it's called the Psalm of David. And he's really rehearsing the great victories he had throughout his life. And, and, uh, and it closes with this. It says, and they set themselves in the midst of that parcel and delivered it. And they slew the Philistines and the Lord saved them by a great deliverance. If you look at it in 2 Samuel, it says, and the Lord gave them a great victory. So, so with that being said, I, I want us to understand that we, we know as a minister, ministry, God's called us alongside of someone. We don't, we don't put Dr. Sadell on a pedestal. We don't exalt him um, in, in, as a man. Um, we, we, we are here because we're called here. We're here because God somehow aligned our path with his path. And that's why we're here. I hope that's why you're here. So, so for me, 20 years ago, I showed up in Texas um, not knowing I'd be doing what I'm doing today, but I knew I was here by divine assignment. And throughout the years, there's always tendencies or seasons where where you, 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 know, you may, may want to like, am I really called here? Am I really supposed to do this? I, I don't want to deal with friction with people. I don't want to deal with the attitudes of other people. I don't want to deal with this. And, and I'm not going to say names. You know, I, I worked in this ministry 20 years, 20, 20 years ago, and, and you know, I had a boss, and that boss is no longer here. And I'm not saying he's in Africa, you know, or, or Joe, it's not, 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 none of those people. And, and, I, and I, remember, I, I remember being challenged with a situation, and, and he came to me all frustrated and upset and yelled at me, was yelling at me, upset at me. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and, and in my natural mind, I was like, I was, I was making $25 an hour, and now I'm making $7.50. My, my mind was saying that. And I'm like, okay, I, I, had, I had my own house, two-story house on two acres of land, and I'm, like, and I'm, and I'm working in this bulk mailing machine. And you, you guys really need to praise Jesus in production that you have been delivered from the curse. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I don't need to tell you my heart. But the, but the point was he came in and he yelled at me, and I wanted to. And, and then finally, because there were some other things that happened, I said, and I looked at that point, I said, I said, this isn't fair. And, and, and he looked at me, and I said, 
I said, wait a minute, I'm putting, I'm, I'm having to, I'm doing this. You're yelling at me because it's not out in time. I got it this morning. And so, so for me, it was like there, and then, and all of a sudden I, 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 I explained some things and, and, but then afterwards I felt, I was like, I felt so bad. I felt so horrible because really what does my opinion have to do with it? What does it matter if I, if I, I'm, I'm telling other, it, it was, it was the, it was the person who edited the letter because it, it didn't get to the printers in time. And then when it got to the printers in the time, they messed it up. And then it was the media department because the artwork wasn't right and the cards didn't come in to get stuffed. And so I could go on this list on all these other people's issues. It was, but instead of saying, saying I was looking all about me, but understanding that, that the bottom line is I'm called here to fulfill the assignment on this ministry. It doesn't matter anything else. It doesn't matter if they perceived it wrong. It doesn't matter. I have to just always go back to myself and look at my own life and where I'm at. And, and I could go on and on with that. But there's, there's a couple things, four things I, I, want you to, I want us to see here as we go in this year for us to, as a ministry, step into greater supernatural increase. And the first thing I see with these men is, number one, ownership. The ownership. You see, the moment I started putting, putting fingers on someone else is the moment I stopped taking ownership of, uh, of, of the team. So, so we have to understand it was ownership. It didn't matter if everyone else was running. It was those men chose to set themselves. I'm going to set myself. In the, and I'm going to guard this barley field. I'm going to guard these beans with all my, all my heart, all my life. And so, so don't look at where you're at as insignificant. Realize you have to set yourself. So it takes ownership. Another thing was there was determination. To, to strengthen themselves and set themselves, it takes determination. It's always going to take determination to stay where God planted you. To remain where God planted you. To do what God called you to do is going to take determination. So it, it takes ownership. It takes determination. The other thing I see here with these men, it, it took honor. It took honor. It took honor among themselves, and it took honor who the one they were serving. It takes honor. And then the fourth thing, it took unity. It took unity. It wasn't done with one man in this instant. It took mighty men. It took mighty men joining themselves together, locking arm in arm to see the great victory, to see the deliverance that God wanted to see in this situation, to cause David to step in those things. And you read the story, it's such an amazing thing where you ha- they, they had these two, there was two, two of these mighty men was so was so in tune and so had a, such a heart to honor their king, to honor David, that they, they went across enemy lines because they, they just heard David make a statement. David didn't tell them to do this. David didn't ask them to do this. They just heard him say something. He said, you know, oh, I would just love to drink a cup of water from the gates of Jerusalem. That was all David asked. He didn't ask. He just, they just heard him make a request. That was it. And there's, there's, times, there's times that I've gone through ministry where I've heard Dr. Savell say things. And, and, I, and I looked at it as a preference instead of, instead of saying, oh, maybe I should do something about that. 
And, and it's, not on, it's nothing on Dr. Savell. It's nothing on, it's, and it doesn't matter who your boss might be. It doesn't matter who might be over you. The thing is, is, is being such in a position of honor that we're listening, not just to the Spirit of God, but we're listening to our leader. And we, when we hear our leader say things, don't look like it. That's not my job. Well, that's not, that's not, that's not my, no, the thing is, is it, David did not want them to go get water. It was just, it was just a, a desire. And yet they, they risked their life. And David got, they came back with that water and he's looking at that water and David was, wow. And, and what did he do? He poured it out on the ground. Now, I think in the natural, I would have been like, I just risked my life for that. You better enjoy every drop of that water. But what what it was is if you really read it, it says that he poured it out as worship unto the Lord. And he took that that honor. He took that honor and said, God, they were choosing to do this in my life. Oh, God, you know what? I want to honor you with this because this, this is what my heart truly desired. And they risked their life for it. It was just water. So I always have to myself is, is do, I have take, do I take ownership of, uh, of where I'm at? Am I determined to hook arm in arm with my leader? And am I going to honor? And the other thing was unity. Unity. We have to ma- remain unified. And the only way to re- remain unified is, is for one, is ta- always take ourselves out of the equation. And, 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 and constantly communicating. Not to, not to people that don't have any ability to make any change, but communicate what's going on in your hearts. Communicating with your leaders. If you have an issue with someone in your department, now this, this works both ways. You have, you have leaders and you have, you, have, um, you have people under leaders. And this works both ways. And, and Ken, you can correct me later if I'm wrong and I'm, I'll receive correction. But I want you to see communication is vital. But it's communicating to the people that makes a difference. Not communicating to the people that, that you're gossiping or just griping to, okay? So the point is, is we have, to, we have to understand communication with each other in our departments that communicating, asking a question is not necessarily a wrong thing. It's how are you, communi- are you communicating? Um, let me put this in a scenario. David Stowe was my, my, was, was my boss when I first moved here, and he was overproduction. And I remember he came to me, and I had, I had a choice to make. And he came to me, and there were some things that I was doing that I didn't know I was doing. And I was, I, I was uh, and, and he, he got all over me, and I was like, what did I do wrong? And then when he explained it to me from a spiritual perspective, it made all the more sense. What I had done is I had started operating in presumption. I had started operating, I guess it's just okay that I do this. It's just okay. You know, it, it, I saw that person do it. I, I guess it's just okay to do it. And finally, he said, Justin, you can't just assume that you can do this. You can't just assume that it's okay to do that. You have to make sure that you communicate what you're, what you're doing. And so I could have left that room and, and said, man, do you see what he, I can't believe that he, I can't believe he, I can't believe he, instead of, instead of me, one, humbling myself, you know what, you're right. You're right, and that's a, that's, a neg- that, that, that's a negative heart condition in me that I need to take care of. And so, so what I'm saying is, and I don't know how, this was not in my plans to talk about this at all. So, 
But the point is, this all has to do with determination, ownership. It has to do with honor, and it has to do with unity. We have to be unified with one another. There's not one department greater than another department in, in this ministry. And so we have to make sure, and there's not one person better than another person. So making sure that we're communicating. In the same way as, as a leader, I, I have to be mature enough as a leader to be able to receive information from someone. Now, my, 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 my recommendation, if you come to me with something, is make sure you come in the right heart and make sure you don't come with, with your opinion. Just, just your opinion. Make sure it's a heart sincere that you prayed about this and, and this is something you're really sensing from God or you really sense that I'm not seeing everything clearly. So that's how, that, and that brings unity, okay? Oh, Jesus. Uh, go to Philippians. Go to Philippians. But we have to take ownership with Dr. Savelle. We have to take um, ownership of, of this house, of this ministry, and the things that we're called to do. Thank you, Father. Now, I'm not going to read all these accounts, but in Philippians 1, in verse 27, it says, Only be sure as citizens... To conduct yourselves, that your manner of life will be worthy of the good news of the gospel of Christ. This is the Amplified. So, that whether I do come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear this of you. So, be citizens. So, that citizens mean they belong to the same family, right? They're citizens. We're, we're citizens of the United States of America. So, we, we belong. We, we, are, we are united in an aspect, right? So, make sure you're citizens of this. And then he, what is he telling these citizens? He says that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear this of you. I, I want to hear this of you. And it's interesting, he doesn't go on and say that I may hear that you pray in tongues more than everyone else. He doesn't say that I, I may hear that, that, that you're, you, you're doing this or you're doing that. Bottom line, he said, what I want to hear from you and what needs to happen is that you're striving side by side. That's what he said. Of all things, that I want to hear this of you. That you are standing firm. Kind of sounds like set yourself. Like they set themselves in the valley. That you are standing firm in united spirit and purpose, striving side by side. United spirit. Now, I want to encourage you. You can, you can still be united in... You can be united in spirit and, and still not necessarily to, totally agree with everything that's you can see it's a you it's a spirit complaining is a spirit it's a you know there's there's a thing here so you can be united in spirit it's knowing that that okay okay god i'm I'm with him and I have to trust that you hear from God all right so we're standing united. Firm in spirit and purpose, striving side by side in contending with a single mind, a single mind for the faith of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not be frightened or intimidated by anything by your opponents or adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign to them of their destruction. 
Now, I want you to hear this. This unity, what's happening is as we stand firm, united in spirit, listen to what it does. And he tells us, as you're standing firm, he says, don't be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents or your adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign to them of their destruction. Now, put this over in the spirit realm. Put this over in the, in, in the, in, with, with the God of this world. That as we stand firm and united in the spirit, it's a clear sign to our enemy of his impending destruction. This constancy, this being immovable that, hey, this, the, 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 the assignment on this ministry is going to get fulfilled. And I'm going to do everything I can do in my power as a leader in this ministry, as a pastor of this church, for this assignment to be fulfilled. That's what united in spirit is about, that we're standing firm. And you know what? We're going to be constant. And it's, you know what? It's an impending design. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign to the enemy of his destruction. That enemy, you will not have any place in this. We will see supernatural increase in this ministry this year. If you look at chapter 2, he, he even talks about unity again in verse 2. He says, fill up and complete my joy. By living in harmony. Fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony and being of the same mind and one in purpose. Having the same love. Being in full accord and one harmonious mind and intention. Love love that. So through through this we're seeing this whole aspect of unity. Strive side by side here. You know, uh, fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony In the same mind, one in purpose, one in purpose, one in purpose. Hallelujah. And then he goes on and tells us, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better themselves. Look not every man on the things of his own, but every man on the things of others. Then he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So here, look at Jesus, how Jesus did it. And he says, look how Jesus did it. Then if you look in chapter 3, uh, if you look in chapter 3, he talks about unity again. Verse 17, he says, verse 16, he says, Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, but let us walk by the same rule. Let us, let us, mind, let us mind the same thing. Let us mind the same thing. So in all these chapters, we're hearing him talking about this being united in heart, being united in spirit. Let us mind the same thing. Well, what's the same thing? The same thing here is that we may, that we may press on to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's what he's, let us mind the same thing. Let us have the same attitude that, 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 that Jesus had. Let us have the same attitude. Then the next verse says this, brethren, be followers together of me. Followers together of me. So let's put ourselves in, in, in under Apostle Paul. We'll put ourselves under Dr. Savell. Let us be followers. Let us be Followers together. Let us be fathers together of me. You can say, if Dr. Savell was writing this, he said, Brethren, be followers together of Dr. Savell. And mark them which walk so as you have for us an example. Meaning, let's get united in spirit. Let's get united in heart. Let's, let's, let's follow. Let's, let's, let's get united with him 
in the spirit, right? Let's get united in him in prayer. Let's get united in, with him in vision. Let's get united with him. Because everything else really doesn't matter. The question is, is let's get united with him. Let's get united with him and, 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 and make every decision out of being united with him. And then the, in, in chapter 4, he talks about unity again. Verse 2, he goes, I entreat you and advise you, die, and I treat also uh, Cynthia to agree and to work in harmony in the Lord. So in all, every chapter in Philippians, yeah, he talks about joy all through the scripture, but at the same time, in every chapter in this book, he talks about his heart cry for unity. His heart cry for unity. Because he knows the only thing that's going to hinder the church in Philippi from fulfilling its assignment is going to be their unity. And so I want to encourage each one of us, the only thing that's going to hinder us from fulfilling the assignment on this ministry is unity. And unity takes ownership, determination, and honor. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. And Father, I just thank you for unity in this ministry. I thank you, Father, that we are not separate and we are not separate ministries. Yes, we might be separate entities, so to speak, but we are one ministry. Heritage of Faith, JSMI, Chariots of Light, Heritage of Faith Australia, Heritage of Faith Tanzania, Heritage of Faith South Africa. Father, I thank you, Lord, for unity, unity. And Father, I thank you that we are together followers of Dr. Jerry Savelle. And Father, we count it an honor to be able to hold up his arms, to hold up his hands, to pray for him, and set ourselves, to not just strengthen ourselves for the days ahead, but to set ourselves and defend the very thing you've called us to. Thank you, Father, for a spirit of unity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that great things happen. It said in Genesis 11, it said that because they were one heart, they were one language, it said nothing would be restrained from them. So, Father, I thank you. That we are going, at this year, I thank you as a staff, we are going to grow in unity. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. You're faithful. You are faithful. Thank you, Father, for just renewed passion. We're in the first part of this year, just a, a renewed passion on why we're here. And as we have a renewed passion, I thank you that we make a renewed, have a renewed sense of ownership. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. We count an honor, Father, that you have connected us with such a faithful man and woman of God. We are thankful. We are thankful. pray over Dr. Savell and Miss Carolyn. And one of my prayers um, for about six months now, praying over them, if you're part of the church, you might be tired of hearing this, but that he and they would step in to the fullness of the offices that you've called them to. Amen. Thank you, Father. The fullness of that apostolic calling, the fullness of the, the, the office of a prophet. Because as he steps into fullness in those areas, he will hear what he needs to hear. He will see what he needs to see. He will direct what he needs to direct. And as he steps into his fullness, the ministry comes up higher. As he comes up, as he comes up higher, I come up higher. And as I come up higher, the church comes up higher. Hallelujah. And as the church comes up higher, the, 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 <clears throat> the, the, the world comes up higher. See, you have to understand, it's, it, it, it's our determination to, to intercede for him and him to step into something. But if we just look back, well, oh, he's doing praying, he's doing this, he's doing that. Instead of taking ownership, yes, that we, we, we're going to see that he steps into a whole other level this year. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for every aspect of Dr. Savell and Miss Carolyn's life. Father, we thank you, Father, for, uh, for your, your, your peace and your presence flowing, surrounding them, watching over them. We thank you that your favor goes before them. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon them, strengthening them and making them great, according to 1 Chronicles 29. Father, we declare that their children are blessed. We declare their grandchildren are blessed. We declare their marriage is thriving and increasing. And, and I thank you that, that their love is growing, in, increasing more and more, one for another and for the world. We thank you, Father, that they come behind in no gift, but they're enriched in all things. Ha, fully equipped. Hallelujah. Ever ready, ever ready, uh, capable, equipped with every good thing. Thank you, Father. I thank you that they are ready and able. They are ready, Father, for everything and any situation they may encounter. I thank you that they're filled with the wisdom of God beyond their years, in the moment, at the right time. Thank you that you are surrounding about them with divine appointments, divine connections, right relationships. Thank you, Father, that everything they set their hand to prospers. We thank you that signs and wonders follow the word preached. And we declare that the enemy is under their feet. We declare that there will be no hindrance from, from the prophetic word. There will be no, that, that, that they are delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. And I thank you that the word will have free course as, as, as they speak it. I thank you that not one word they speak would fall to the ground, but it will go forth and produce. We thank you, Lord, that as people hear, they have hearts to receive. They have hearts to hear. Their eyes are open. Their hearts are open to receive the word 
for, that you have for them. And as they hear, I thank you, Lord, that, that it will be just like as when Paul preached. It would just be like when Jesus preached. It would say they, when they perceive that they had faith to be healed. I thank you that as he ministers, they minister, they will be able to perceive and see what they need to see. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you for signs and wonders and miracles following this ministry. Thank you, Father. We declare that the prophetic word is fulfilled in 2020. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray in the spirit over the fulfillment of that prophetic word. Kelebo shtabrande ke stoprostele ki si. Sayitolom 